you should just start it. Just uh, <laughs> not even the actual intro. Just fucking. Uh. Hey guys, welcome to something from the closet podcast. Um. It, oh, the rest of this video is gonna have such a different tone than how we've started it off. Oh, <laughs> Will it? We're yeah, well, I, can, I can guarantee. <laughs> well, I don't know oh, what fuck. we're talking about today. If you're new here, that's how this podcast works. I'm Wyatt. This is Aleha. Uh, we switch off episode topics every episode. So one episode, I tell Aleha a creepy story um, that have usually been based in reality, except for one, I think. Um, and then... You know, the next one, she tells me about it. And we don't tell the other person what we're talking about because w- we want the unhinged reactions. Um, the yeah. raw reactions. The raw reactions. <laughs> Doing this podcast raw. Yeah. So uh, we we uh, we do the spooky things here on this podcast. If you're not into the spooky things, why are you here? Uh, leave us a five-star review and then dip out. Exactly. You don't gotta be here. No one's forcing you to. I sure as hell not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's that's all I kind of have to say. If you wanna do whatever you wanna do, um, you know, I feel like this morning, right before I got off work, I thought of something where I was like, "Oh, I should talk to Wyatt about that before we start the podcast." You know, like during our little, our little random like ramble spiel. Before we uh-huh. get into the story. Um, but I am currently operating on two hours of sleep. It is almost 10 in the morning. I just got off of work. So I am wildly delirious right now. And I totally forgot what the fuck I was going to tell you. Um, oh. <laughs> so I was, I you're never going to know. I was going to build up. And I was like, oh my God, what is, what's going it's on? It's a big build up to disappointment. Oh, you know. Again, that... welcome to our podcast. <laughs> wow, you know it's not always that bad. No, it's not. It's truly not. I think we do a good job. I just saw an opportunity and I fucking took it. <laughs> Some of those episodes, so. Oh, there's Some... a few. There's a few where I listen back to them, like from when we first started, and I'm like. And there's you know, some from really like last like month that I listened to, but I'm like, why did I talk like? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I haven't listened to the ones from last month in a minute, because I was listening to them at work, and then I got scared that somebody might see, like, my Spotify thing, <laughs> and I was like, mm. you know, I know they also probably keep a backlog of everything we Google, which, in a newsroom, probably not the best idea, because we have You're Googled some, some weird shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, we're Googling it in relation to certain stories, it's like, we haven't committed these crimes, but someone else did, and I gotta find out more information for the fucking show, so... <laughs> You're searching search the history. backlogs of Reddit. Yeah, unhinged search For history. You know, motives. <laughs> You're like, where did he yeah. originate? <laughs> so, anyway, I was like, maybe I shouldn't also include a uh, podcast that I am a part of, but also talks about unhinged shit because then I might get called into an office. So I have not listened to them in a minute, but it's fine. I mean. In relation to that, the story we have to talk about today kind of deals with the news in a little bit. You'll see why. Okay. We won't get to that just yet. 
I saw that you saw the new Insidious movie. Yes, last night. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's what you're going to do for a movie review for this no. episode. No, you're not. It can okay. be well, if, if you wanted to. I haven't written anything I mean, for you, it, but I can wing it. I don't know if you want to wait. I don't know if you want to write everything. I was going to ask you if you want to do a movie review, but regardless, I do just want to know what you thought of it because I was excited for it. Um. So do you want to movie review it or just quick chat about it? Because I'm just curious to know how it was. Sure, let's do a little film review. Impromptu. Impromptu film review from Wyatt of the new Insidious movie. Because I want to go see it, so I need to know if I should spend my money or just wait until it goes on rent for like $4. You ready? Sure. That meaning no, but we'll do it. Good enough. Ready? Go. <laughs> okay. Um, so the new Insidious movie uh, takes place nine years after the um, the second film, uh, and it follows Dalton on his journey to college. If you don't remember, Dalton is the little boy that knocked his head and went into a coma. Um, it's full of some of the best jump scares that are in this entire franchise. And I'm not a fan of jump scares, but they were really good. Um, there's a couple things that I wish that could have been explored more, like a particular phrase, close the door. Once you see it, you'll see it. I wish they did more with that. Um, Dalton goes to art school. I thought that was a really unique path for this child. Um, I really like how they developed his friendships or friendship. Um, did not care for their treatment of uh, Patrick Wilson's character in this film. Um, you know, I feel like he deserved more. Uh, he also directed the film, so he he did it himself. Uh, so can't be too mad at him. Anyway, I do recommend going to see it. I do recommend at least watching the first Insidious movie so you know what the hell's going on. Unlike my boyfriend who went not having seen any Insidious movie. And I was like, wait, so you just had no fucking idea what was going on the entire time? And he was like, no. Which I feel like <laughs> if you hadn't seen the movies, it wouldn't be that good because it really depends on the lore and the relationships that were built in the first two movies. And there's a lot of like cameos and like really cool stuff. The whole thing kind of felt like a nod, like closing the um, the franchise. I don't know if they're actually going to close it or not because I feel like they're going to make a lot of money off of this one. Anyway, great jump scares, really beautiful artistic choices. Uh, wish they would have tapped into things a little bit further, though. Also, don't talk in the fucking movie theater. Oh, oh, goddamn. <laughs> Sorry, there's a couple behind Fair me the entire option. time. There's a couple behind me the entire time speaking in Russian, like at full volume, like how I'm talking to you right now, just in the movie theater just talking to each other that wouldn't shut the fuck up the entire time. They would not shut up. I, at the point wanted to dump my popcorn on their head. Like I, I, I was so angry. <laughs> and then also Honestly, if you, you purchased an assigned seat, sit in your assigned seat. Don't, why are you being an asshole? <laughs> There's this three group, this group of three men, grown ass men, like in their forties. <sighs> Who came in, sat down. I didn't think anything of it. And then maybe five minutes later, a group of people came in and were like, hey, these are our seats. And then they were like, Ugh, Ugh, 
so annoyed and then they got up and moved directly one row above in the same seats and then a couple minutes later the same thing happened to them again and then (laughs) then they moved up one more row again and three of them sat down but one of them sat down right next to this guy who uh his wife was sitting in that seat she went up to go to the bathroom and he was like, yo, that's my wife's seat. And he was like, he looked at him and he laughed. And he was like, no, this is my wife's seat. Like she paid for the seat. I'm not having her sit away from me in this movie. And then he was like, fine. And then he got up and went back down to the row that he just came from on the very edge. And I was like, just sit where your fucking ticket says to sit. What's the, what's the fucking problem? Look, they that, just that like buy like reserved the, the for worst you. seats. I don't know. Was it, was it crowded? It was crowded, but it wasn't full. Yeah, okay, look, that, mm, I think I read, either I read an article or I saw a video, I want to say it was an article, because I remember being like, yeah, okay, this is a thing, it's not just me, um, that, like, people have seemed to have for- totally forgotten about movie theater e- etiquette since the pandemic. the pandemic happened, and it's like, listen, obviously we're not fucking boomers, okay, I'm 20, fuck 24. <laughs> I just turned 24. I forgot how old I was. <laughs> I'm 24 as of like, I don't know, fuck, a week ago maybe? <laughs> as of like a week ago. <laughs> Probably two weeks whenever this episode comes out. And Wyatt is t- almost going to be 27. Yes, in two weeks. Yes. Wyatt's almost going to be 27. So we're clearly not like old in any sense and it's not like we're trying to talk down to these people however here's the thing these people were older than me that's the that's what that's the (laughs) next point i'm trying to get to here's the thing it is every fucking generation like yeah society humans as a whole or as a good collective bunch just totally forgot how to act right in public because they couldn't have social um interactions for like minimally like a year for some probably less because let's be real some parts of this country we're in america by the way if you're not in america hi we're americans um parts of this country (laughs) parts of this country were like not under lockdown as long as others so it's like you didn't have limited social interaction but this kind of shit is still happening everywhere bro like I've heard so many people complain, and then I've also complained at a movie theater, because you, for real, will just be sitting there enjoying the movie like you were before the pandemic, and everybody wants to lose their shit. And the article or whatever I was looking at had mentioned that they believe it has somewhat to do with, like, the way movies are made now, too, in that a lot of them are made to have, like, this sort of, like, reaction from an audience, and they kind of referenced the new Spider-Man movie that came out a while back where like there were obvious signs of like pausing from the characters to give the audience a chance to react to whatever was happening which is fine that's so fun but not every movie you're gonna go see is like that like you need to under everyone needs to understand that not every movie you're gonna go see is going to be like a marvel movie that has these reactions built in for you to engage with so yeah also while we're on that topic of people not knowing what the fuck how the fuck to act in public anymore concerts bro do you know how fucking annoying concerts are now 
I don't like concerts in general, so. Okay, well then this is going to be my own little rant. Here's the thing. <laughs> I went to um, a Pierce the Veil concert for my birthday. Favorite band of all time. I've been obsessed with them since I was like 13. Um, oh, shit. Sorry, I saw a breaking news. Oh, tweet. my God. Anyway. <laughs> it's a good tweet. I have some connection to it. Anyway. Um, where were they going? Oh. I'm sorry. You're on so, Twitter still? Oh. Oh, yeah. By the way, Twitter, obsolete. Fuck you, Lama. <laughs> Fuck Mark Zuckerberg, too. I'm only on threads for the fucking meme. I fucking love threads, man. That shit's awesome. I'm on there all Dude, day. Low-key threads? kind of the shit though i like the fact that there's well right now there's no ads on it obviously which is probably part of the appeal that'll but change soon i'm sure of it. it'll change we all know it will however what i enjoy about it is like there's no real explore page like i was scrolling on that shit for hours because i was genuinely just seeing stuff from people i wanted to see stuff from and that and was everyone nice. won't shut the fuck up because they're trying to get famous yeah i, I want to be famous <laughs> but like there's some like like i'm seeing posts from people where i'm like these, some of these people i follow like i remember why i followed you you were fucking funny i just everything you posted got, lost, got lost in the yeah got lost it just got lost twitter biggest issue with twitter is that twitter would show me stuff that people i follow like why i love you i don't really want to see the stuff that you liked unless what, you have naked men and horror personally films? yeah yeah, unless you send it to me personally, in which I'll be like, ah, thank you, friend, a gift. I appreciate this. But yes, when it comes up on my feed, bimbo that's in his underwear. <laughs> when it comes up on my feed, unwarranted, I'm just like, what? I don't even like this. And Twitter hides it in such a way to where I'm just confused when it comes up because I'm like, why am I being shown this? And then I see it in the tiny little fucking corner. Why likes horror? Like this poem. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's why. <laughs> this is what he would like, not what I would like. Anyway, Twitter needs to step at the fuck up, or Elon Musk needs to just give it up and leave. I don't really care. Anyway, what was I talking about? Concerts. Yes, concerts. Okay. <laughs> Quick rant about concerts before we continue, because I need y'all to act fucking right. <laughs> Biggest fan of Pierce the Veil, obsessed, literally, like, have been obsessed since i was 13 and i'm not a gatekeeper once they started getting big on tiktok i saw it as a good thing because i was like ah motivation for them to continue making music continue putting new merch out there they're gonna realize there is a market and they're gonna cater to it which means that i get to benefit from that <laughs> so i didn't see it as a bad thing but they blew up during the pandemic <laughs> and uh -huh. a lot of the people who got into them had never actually gone to a Pierce the Veil concert before or seemingly a concert generally. And there's a lot of like under, like there's just so many people who go to, and it's not just Pierce the Veil, there's a bunch of other like emo-ish bands or just general like alternative bands who have dealt with this issue. People literally go <laughs> just to hear them play that one song <laughs> that got them to blow up on TikTok. And then they dip. <laughs> immediately. Why would you spend money on a concert ticket? That's my biggest thing. Why would just, just to it on play Spotify, the song bro. on just play the song on blast on Spotify in your room? Thrash yeah. around your room. Throw a mosh pit yeah. in your room. You'll get the same satisfaction. I don't know. But my biggest like pet peeve with it though is like 
when you go, especially with like alternative concerts, like when you go and you go hard, that's how you're supposed to spend the concert. You're supposed to spend the concert, as I like to describe it, letting out all the rage you have about your general life, at least with these specific concerts. You know what I mean? Everything you're angry about, it all comes out there. Kind of like one of those rooms where you go and you break shit. (laughs) It's like that. But with music. (laughs) And you're just screaming until you lose your voice for two days. Totally not speaking from experience or anything. Not at all. I totally could talk for the two days after my birthday this year. (laughs) Oh, boy. There's a lot of rage in that little body. Oh, there's so much. Anyway, (laughs) my biggest issue with it was me and my dad. So we got sat next to these two, these two girls. Um, Again, nothing against them when I first saw them. I didn't think anything of them. If anything, I was only a little disappointed that they sat down just because like my friend got seats, a couple like seats down from us. So she came over to sit next to me. But once those two girls showed up, she had to go back to her seat, which I was like, damn, was hoping no one was actually going to show up. That was the only reason I was a little peeved, but like obviously it wasn't really against them. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> anyway, concert starts. I'm having the fucking time of my life, bro. Like just screaming every fucking lyric. I knew every fucking song, obviously. They played two songs that I'd actually never heard in concert before from their older albums. Obviously lost my shit, went hard on those two. And I want to say it was during the end of one of those songs that like I just happened to like glance over at the girl and she was like looking over at me and like kind of like whispering to her friend and when she saw me just like lock eyes with her she just kind of like straightened up and just like oh so she was trying to talk shit about someone who came to a concert to enjoy a concert yeah that's weird that's what you're there for yeah and like they were just like started like giggling and shit and i was just like fuck you i'm here for my birthday my boys are right in front of me i don't give a fuck and i really truly didn't because i just kept on going what i doing what i was doing and then of course king for a day comes on at the end that's the song that blew up on tiktok by the way king for a day comes on it's the last song of the set and they start losing their shit just like i was the entire fucking set <laughs> and i only caught like glimpses of it and i was just like yes Welcome. You have now joined the fun that you were supposed to be indulging in for like the past 40 fucking minutes, bro. I would have been petty and just stood there and looked at them with the stank eye. Like, I couldn't do that. Song? I was too excited. This song? <laughs> really? So you're so one anyway, of those. That's, that's my like biggest complaint with concerts now is that there's people who are entering the alternative scene, entering the emo scene, whatever. Totally fine welcome it because like i said if there's a bigger market for it that means i get more shit so anyway (laughs) my biggest thing though is that you have to understand why people enjoy this music why people go to these kinds of concerts it's not like a taylor swift concert it's not like a fucking i don't know bruno mars concert i'm trying to think of like mainstream artists that lots of people go to concerts to for i don't know is he mainstream or is he just gay consider him i think he's a little both you know I feel like you wouldn't go as hard at a Conan Gray concert unless the song was really fucking hitting you. I feel, you know? like, <laughs> I feel like as soon as Heather comes on, every gay boy in that audience is just like, I wish I was him. <laughs> anyway, my biggest point is that if you're going to go to these and you're going to get involved in this alternative scene and you're going to like enter this community 
do not be judgmental because especially with the emo slash alternative community, the biggest thing is to not be a judgmental bitch. So it's like, <laughs> like, just stop. Just stop. If you're going to go to a concert, enjoy it. Let other people enjoy it the way they want to if they're not hurting anybody. Because like I was in my own space. I mean, I'm pretty sure I smacked my dad more on accident. Oh, my God. Than the chair in front of me. Because <laughs> I stayed a good distance away from them because I didn't want to like invade their space. Like I had room to move. I obviously didn't want to thrash around enough to get into their space if I didn't have to. Um, so, yeah, just I don't know. Look, read a fucking I don't know what to tell you on how to act like a normal person at these things. <laughs> and like, I, and like just enjoy it, it and not like be judgmental. In order to act normal, you have to act chaotic. At this specific event. Yeah. I think overall, just don't be a judgmental bitch. If you're going to enter this kind of like scene or go to this kind of concert. Cause like all kinds of people are there to enjoy the music and go hard at it as for however way they want to. I mean, there was a kid on the balcony who was headbanging so fucking hard. I oh thought God. he was going to fling himself <gasps> off of it. <laughs> that I was funny. like, damn, go. I mean, tragic, but funny. <laughs> it wasn't that high of a balcony. He would have been fine, maybe. <laughs> oh my God. And this is why I don't go to concerts because I am a judgmental bitch and I'm not allowed in. <laughs> there you go. I banned you. I knew you'd look at me <laughs> weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And like, I'm not bashing on those girls. Actually, you know what? Fuck. Fuck it, I am. I was having Fuck a great time. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Losers only knew one song. Appears the veil. Get better. Again, not me. Jokes on them if because they listen. paid full price for that ticket, just like you did. I know. I got one song, <laughs> and I think I got more out of it, <laughs> bro. You don't understand how happy I was like this entire week. Like I've been told like bad news after bad news here and there. Like not terrible news, but just kind I of mean, like you do oh, work in the news. news. No, but like general personal, like work business news oh. and like, you know, that Perhaps kind of thing. Perhaps are those one of the things that you needed to tell me? No. Fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> you're just dying to know, huh? It's <laughs> trying to jog that no. little goldfish memory of yours. <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm sleep deprived. That memory ain't, ain't the size of a goldfish. It's the size of a fucking water bear now. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. <clears throat> Um, where is I going with this? Oh, yeah, like little disappointments here and there. But due to me losing my shit at that concert, I for real was just kind of like, well, damn, that sucks. It is what it is. <laughs> just moved on. And you know how bad my anxiety is, bro. <laughs> uh, so sorry, y'all. I drink too much water too fast. <laughs> what a fucking mood. But yeah, these concerts, they can be therapeutic. Um, I can feel the therapy kind of fading now and i'm progressively getting more angry again so we'll be back oh. to square one in like a week don't worry <laughs> it doesn't last forever it just lasts for a couple days but okay. that's all i need as long as i don't have to bail you out of jail <clears throat> i don't got the money for that girly neither does my dad apparently he once told my mom he was not going to pay for her to get bailed out of jail doesn't mean then I knew can't. what would happen <laughs> then, then I knew what would happen if I went to jail. <laughs> I was like, damn, not even his own wife. I'm definitely fucked if I end up in jail. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if I had anything else. Did we talk about the millionaires the last time? Yes. It's in the episode title. 
Oh, we did. Um, yeah. It was Las Vegas Aliens, was, was the... Marfa Lights, and Ocean Gate. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Did we ever talk about how they did find them? Yes, how they went. Wait, they found okay. them? Well, they died. I don't know if we had oh, yes. already had yes, the yes. news that they had died or not. Yes, okay, yes. cool. I just wanted to make sure. I'm trying to make sure we're caught up on current events. We already All talked about Elon gods. Musk. Yeah, we already talked about Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Um, how I only joined Threads to stir the pot between the billionaires, but then I realized, shit, Threads is actually pretty dope for now. Let's see how they fuck it up. <laughs> that's that's. I think that's everything going on. Um, oh, I changed my major. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I think you're the last person to know. How the fuck am I the last person, first of all? Second, what the fuck did you change it to? God damn it, Wyatt. <laughs> and are you, you never getting rid of me? Who did you change it to? I changed it back to public relations. Don't worry. Oh my god. Can you explain why? Can you explain why? Can I explain why? Why you changed it back to public relations? I need to know. Um, my my major initially was a double major in public relations and advertising, and then it became after one semester, um, creative media and film with a minor in advertising, and uh, I did that for a year and a half, and then I woke up one day. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I was applying for jobs, looking at jobs for after college, and then I was like, well, all of the jobs I want require like a strategic communication degree or a marketing degree. Maybe I should get a degree that would help me get the jobs that I want instead of studying fun stuff. So I'm now a PR major, advertising minor, and a film minor, which I already completed my film minor, so I don't have to take another film class because I uh, I took too many. They closed it out. Oh, <laughs> my God. So now when are you going to graduate? You know, I'm probably going to graduate sooner. Uh, it looks like if I can okay, squeeze okay. some winter classes in, I might be able to graduate this spring, if not latest next fall, which uh, we were originally looking at spring of 2025, y'all. So I think it's worth it. Well, I think it's all working out. Also, it's a lot less money now because okay, I don't have to okay. pay all the equipment fees. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, you still learned a lot um, during your time as a film major. Yes. Should we even do Wyatt movie reviews anymore? Why not? I'm still a film buff. I still make film reviews. I collect horror movies and DVDs. All right. You're still a fucking nerd. Okay, cool. cool. Yes. Wait, we didn't even... What would you rate Insidious out of spook 10 spooky bitches? 7.5. Is that with or without the annoying people? Unsure. Fair enough. So I feel like 7. a lot of the suspense of the movie was ruined for me. 
because it was like supposed to be really <laughs> quiet and scary. And then it was just like, Oh my God. Right behind me. It's like they <laughs> bounce back and forth like nothing, like nothing. Like they were not running out of things to talk about. There wasn't a pause between hell? sentences. They just kept going and 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 going. And then also the man kept kicking my chair and I wanted to turn around and punch him in the face. You should have. Anyway, I anyway, have anger issues so, that I work on. I do too, but I don't. They just get <laughs> bottled up inside until I cry. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. So we're all caught up. It took half an hour. Um, wow, y'all. So sorry. So sorry. It's been a minute since I've actually talked to this bitch. I feel yeah. like I've been running around without a head for the past two weeks. <laughs> uh, this bitch was obviously busy making life changes without me, so it's fine. <laughs> Not going to hold it against him or anything. <laughs> Why would I do that? Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. I feel like you started out the podcast, though, really well. Not the, like, immediately hitting record and then going, Ugh. but <laughs> <laughs> what you said after that in saying how we like to switch up the topics we talk about. And why it is more so geared towards talking about the spooky, scary, strange, and unusual that are more so inching into the paranormal mm-hmm. side of things, whereas... I'm very much <laughs> obsessed with the ones that Murders are real. Yeah, they're real. You know, I'm obsessed with real life people who have done really terrible things. And I say that in the sense of like, I'm obsessed with trying to figure out why the fuck they would do this. Um, I have also said before that I've listened to a lot of true crime and I only had recently come up to like the realization that i listen to it because i learn from it (laughs) you know majority of those true crime cases they happen to women i am unfortunately a woman (laughs) so every true crime case i listen to i learn a new thing i should never do (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) thank you like exist (laughs) like exist fuck (laughs) unfortunately women exist and men go Crazy. That's a great example of women. I mean, men, sorry. That's a great example of men. That's exactly what men sound like. Again, I'm also sleep deprived, so if I misspeak, that is why. <laughs> All right, so we're in for an unhinged, very sad story, I take it. We are in for a very unhinged, very sad story. I actually heard about this, I think, when I was maybe 13 or 14. No, maybe a little bit. So older. last year. Last year. Shut the fuck up. I am 24. <laughs> Everyone, Aleha looks like she's 12, by the way. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I look like a 12-year-old. Nobody really takes me seriously, and that's okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, this episode will be true crime. So fair warning, it gets a little graphic, and it is very disturbing. So if true crime is not your cup of tea, and you like listening to the ookie spooky ghosts and aliens, mild conspiracy theories, I suggest you go check out our recent episode, Or the episodes before that, because we honestly don't do true crime that often. And I don't touch on it too often because the stories are sad and our podcast dynamic is unhinged. (laughs) 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 But this one, 
I feel is one that would really give you specifically Wyatt mm-hmm. like the absolute creeps. Ooh. Like I really think it would freak you out. So obviously I was like, well, fuck, I got to talk about this one. Okay. I just want to say that we are technically a comedy podcast. So I apologize if I make a joke. I just, it's for the ratings, guys. I'm sorry. Respect to everyone. It's also not like ill intent, ill intended. Like, I'm I'm also just a crazy bitch. So, I also feel like there's an unknown, like, understanding that Gen Z does not take anything fucking seriously. And we do. We're really picky and choosy about it. I'll admit that. So, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) also we're going to be talking about, like I said, also has to do with the news. There's some things that I'll be able to explain a little bit further. So like if you ever see news people covering a crime and you're like, why the fuck aren't they talking about this? Or why the fuck aren't they asking this? I'm going to explain it to you. So you better understand how the news works because Christ, I am so tired of having to explain to people how the news works. So I'm going to just do it on here. Anyway, are you ready? I'm so ready. Buckle the fuck up, witches. Buckle the fuck up. You can cue spooky music right here. A Mercer University Law School graduate was spending her summer after graduation studying for the Georgia bar exam. Her name was Lauren Giddings, and she lived in Macon, Georgia. I believe I'm saying that right. If I'm not, sorry, Georgia. You're kind of iffy to me anyway, so I don't really care. Anyway, she was born in Tacoma Park, Maryland on April 18th, 1984. After graduation, she had told her family and friends that she would essentially kind of live off the grid for a few weeks to focus on studying the bar. This was in 2011. So social media was still kind of a thing. I feel like people probably close to her age weren't posting as much as like people our age now are posting. So it wasn't really weird for her to be living off the grid or to tell her family, like, hey, I'm, you're not going to see much from me for a while. Throughout the summer, she would send various proof of life, but until mid-June. Her sister, Caitlin, realized on June 29th that she had yet to hear from her. She hadn't had a text from her in days. She hadn't seen an email from her in days. She hadn't posted anything to any of the social media sites that were existing at the time. So I'm guessing, like, MySpace, Facebook... I don't think Instagram was a thing Twitter. just yet. It could have been. Tweet. It was Twitter a thing? What, okay, what, so Twitter. What year is this? 2011. Okay. Yes. We had Twitter. We had Facebook. We had Pinterest. We had Tumblr. We had not MySpace Did anymore. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I was in high school. Oh, fuck me. I'm so sorry. I was, <laughs> I, was in, a, um, I was a junior or a senior. I was in I was in sixth grade. Honestly, my time lapses of social media are confusing because I didn't really get active on social media till like 2013 when I had no friends. <laughs> so, okay, continue. Social media didn't exist to me personally until also, 2013. Also, yes, we did have Instagram. It was just very janky. Yeah, and it, I don't think it was that popular yet because when I got no, on, it was when it started getting popular. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So anyway, but she wasn't really on social media. Like I said, she was born in 1984. So you do the math, like, eh, you know, she wasn't one to really be with social media just yet. It was more so for the younger people. Um, so her sister, 
Caitlin asked other family members and the closest to her if they'd heard from her or, you know, got an email, seen a post that maybe she missed. They all said no. So she got in touch with some of her friends in the area to head to her home to investigate and see what was going on. When they got there, her car was in the parking lot of her apartment, but she didn't answer the door. One friend knew where she hid her spare key, so she unlocked the door and they went inside. Inside, they found Lauren's bar exam books, purse keys, and purse and her keys, and they were all in the apartment, but Lauren was nowhere to be found. Because of their findings, they knew something was wrong, and they called the police. The police came to investigate, noticed all the signs, and declared her missing that same day. Wow, they actually did something right? I mean... Not to bring this up, but, like, she is white. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. That explains we, it. Never mind. If you're not involved in the true crime community, it is a very well-known fact that cases of people of color will have these exact same telltale signs that something must have happened to them. But police will it find like every other witch right. Yeah. To for them to actually say this person went missing. <laughs> Meanwhile, their family had been screaming at them for like months saying, yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, I'm going to and- take this moment to recommend <laughs> one of your other episodes, Alex, uh, the Atlanta child murders. If you want more on yes. that, we go off on lots of tangents about it in that episode. I, yes. I was screaming at her. I'm like, what do you mean they didn't do that? <laughs> <laughs> the Atlantic child murders is a perfect example of what police do when it comes to missing or murdered people of color all right that's go listen to that episode also in georgia everything you need oh it's also in georgia go fucking figure all right anyway continuing (laughs) so in their initial investigation they noticed no signs of forced entry and there was no blood or clues that would suggest a struggle until they decided to spray luminol in the bathroom. What the Do you fuck know is what that? luminol is? No. Okay, I got you. I already knew you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> so luminol is an organic compound which, when oxidized, emits a light. This phenomenon yeah. is known as a very long word that I will not say because I tried so hard to. You know what? Let's try again. Chemiluminescence. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay. You've said this before in the podcast. <laughs> Chemiluminescence? Yes. I have never said chemiluminescence in my life. Are you sure? Maybe I'm, I'm having a severe case positive. of deja vu. You're having a stroke, probably, because <laughs> no, I have not said chemiluminescence. I smell toast. <laughs> anyway, so this reaction is kind of similar to the things that fireflies use to emit their light. Okay. And it's also used in glow sticks, and sometimes um, emergency vehicles have it in their lights. But it is highly sensitive to blood oh that bathroom lit up who discovered that the floor the police or do you mean the like chemical itself who discovered the fact that it's very reactive with blood i want to know what they were doing oh me too we should keep an eye on that person anyway the bathroom lit up like a rave or what (laughs) yeah basically so the walls the floor the bathtub everything was glowing with this substance Of course, this is when police realized they were no longer investigating a a missing person's case. This was now a homicide. So they taped off the entire building and they began their thorough investigation of the scene. Because they got to overturn every little rock when this shit becomes a homicide. 
missing persons, I feel like it's hit or miss. Sometimes I read some cases where they turn over every little walk. Sometimes later on, I'm like, oh, they turned over every rock, but not the most obvious one. Interesting. Anyway. We didn't find anything else inside the apartment or around the apartment until the next day. Officers rounded the corner and kind of expanded their search a little bit away from the apartment. And they could smell something coming from the trash cans. Oh, okay. One of the detectives told, said in a documentary that he was interviewed on, he said, quote, while we were standing there, the wind started to turn. Immediately, Mm. I smelled an odor that I was very familiar with. Mm. We all smell things in life that smell bad. And that of a body or a decomposing body is one of the worst things you'll smell. Mm. But it has a very distinctive smell. End quote. (laughs) Inside the trash can was only a piece of Lauren. Um, It was her torso Uh. wrapped in a plastic sheet. But nothing else. Are you okay? <laughs> no. Also, okay. I would like to say f- for the fellow spooky bitches that like going to haunted houses, if you've gone to Halloween Horror Nights, you know what a rotting body smells like because the fucking maze designers are unhinged and they pump Is that, that smell through. thing the- they do? <gasps> yes, they make smells. No. And it's just, oh my God, I wanted to throw up when I went through a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was like, oh. It was disgusting. And then you went to killer clowns from outer space and it smelled like ice cream until you got further and further in. And then it started to smell like decay. Oh, that's not as sweet. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very familiar with the artificial (laughs) scent of rotting body and it is unpleasant. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the senses generally, do you know how my roommate like decided to like wake me up one day? When I was just like a sophomore or freshman in college. I want to say a sophomore. Uh, perhaps. I need more details. <laughs> she would, so she liked to like just, I was always napping because I was a depressed as hell bitch. So she would come in and she'd always like flop on me and try to say something to get me up. Like, let's go get food or hey, this happened or hey, this happened, whatever. To get me talking, to get me out of bed. And she like flopped on me and she was like, had my cadaver lab today. And I was like, oh. She was a biomed student. I was like, oh, how'd that go? <laughs> now I'm intrigued. She touched a dead body today. You're like, please <laughs> tell me, how did the skin feel? Ew, no, I was just sort of like, I would <laughs> never take that class, but I want to know what it's like. <laughs> she, she then proceeds to just go, do you want to know something only doctors and serial killers would know? And I was like, what because now i'm intrigued she knew i was very interested in serial killers and she was like when human bone is cut it smells like doritos and that's why i know that fact and it's why now all of you now know that fact ew yeah it's like a dog paw yeah, I can't really look like eat Doritos. Like if I, like I can eat them for a little bit, and then I start thinking about it, and then I gotta stop. Mm, nacho cheese. Ew! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So they found back the to this torso. Very fucked up story. They found her torso, and 
at this time, after they found the torso, there's police, there's detectives, there's curious people of the public around there. And of course, there's news crews already out there on the scene. Yeah. And they're all waiting to find out more about the crime, more about what happened, more about what police know so far. As a journalist does. My rant about news. Yes. And my probably like once a month daily rant about how the news works because people don't fucking understand. Anyway, (laughs) when news crews work crime scenes, um, whatever we tell you is the extent of what we know slash what we're allowed to tell you. And when I say that, (laughs) I mean that in the sense of like, we're not going to talk to like some random dude who just walked up to us who says, oh, I saw this and this and this and this, and then proceed to tell you about it because we don't know if he's telling the truth. We don't know if that's accurate. And the more so reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot we'll get calls at our station when something big crime-wise is happening, and people are pissed at us because they're just like, I know you know. I know you know what happened. Tell us. And it's like, we can't. Because if we tell you what this random crazy ass guy walking on the street says he thinks he saw, we're just going to create panic. So news stations and it's a general like, I don't know, moral code amongst journalism and journalistic ethics or whatever you want to call it. We won't say anything unless we hear it from police firsthand. And we won't tell you anything (laughs) unless police tell us. That is like the most act. That's how we maintain that everything you are being told is accurate. And prevents us from getting our asses handed to us later when we're like, oh shit, that part of the story wasn't true. So-and-so heard that from a random guy who's actually just living there. (laughs) Crazy. So just wanted to give that in. So news crews will, and they'll, and news crews, they will sit outside a crime scene for hours. (laughs) They won't leave because police will just suddenly tell them something without like warning the police will just come out and be like all right you want to know what happened and you gotta be fucking ready to hear what happened (laughs) otherwise they're not going to give you the time of day the police don't like the media mostly so oh shit hold on before we get in you get my oh it's the propaganda y'all she's trying to tell you they don't know they know they know everything they're trying to hide the truth from us why shut the fuck up we're not trying to hide shit from you I can oh, guarantee oh you when I tell she's... someone I <laughs> she's back, guys. I'm gonna smack the shit out of you the next time I see you. <laughs> anyway, now that I connected my computer, you forget I worked in the news. I know your secrets. No, I don't. I just slid <laughs> buttons. I went and you're talking, and now you're not talking, and you're talking, and you're talking, and now you're not talking, and now you're not talking. <laughs> Why That's isn't my computer charging? I'm gonna have an aneurysm. Is she oh. dead? Didn't you just get a new one? Or is this your no, janky did, ass one think... that the key didn't work? No, this, no, this is my new one. My oh. charger just isn't working. Is it plugged into the wall? Give me one second. Yes, it is. It's, it has this little like icon and it literally says, power source, power adapter. Computer is connected, but battery is not charging. Like it literally tells me like, well, I'm connected. It, I'm just not charging. Mine does that all the time, but at least it won't die. Are you sure? Yeah, because it's funneling power. It's like a desktop computer. How you just plug it in and there's no battery. That's how yours is operating right now. Okay. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Continuing. (laughs) 
So that's how the news works. So in while the news is waiting for police to talk to them, they will go talk to eyewitnesses because we don't know if someone we talk to might actually have some insight onto what happened and could be somebody who would be interviewed by police or who had been interviewed by police. We just try to get all the information as much as possible. So this one news station, this one reporter, gets in, starts interviewing this man. The reporter asks him, do you know the person that was living there? He responds saying, yeah, Lauren was my neighbor. We're just trying to find out where she is at this point. You know, no one's seen her since Saturday. Uh, last time someone had seen her was Saturday. Last someone heard of her was an email she sent out and uh, no one's heard from her since. The reporter then asked, did you see her hang out with anyone at the time? He says, no, no one has seen her since Saturday. I always hear noises outside, but it's usually just people walking by. The reporter then went on to ask about his relationship to her, where he explained that they attended the same school and had even graduated together um, the previous month. When asked about the type of person she was, he described her as, quote, nice as can be, very personable, very much a people person, end quote. When asked if he knew of any enemies she could she could have had, he responded with, "No, we all know where who she is and where she is where she comes from, and the only thing we can think is maybe she went out running and somebody snatched her." End quote. He then went on to explain that he was with her friends when they entered her home trying to find her. The next question the reporter asks is as follows. She says, quote, and it sounds a little bit weird because she's trying to format the thing, but I'm telling you this for a reason. Hmm? She says, quote, what about in the parking lot area? I think that's where they recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Mid-sentence in her statement, the man they're interviewing freezes and he suddenly asks about the body. He says, they found a body? Question mark. He suddenly becomes less inclined to talk as the reporter tries to figure out if he's okay. He completely dismisses Mm. her and just says he has to sit down before walking off camera. Okay. This is supposedly her friend, right? Or an acquaintance? Her neighbor. It's her neighbor. Okay. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt just a little bit because I don't know how the fuck I would react if a reporter came up to me and told me that they found my neighbor's body in the dumpster down the street or in the parking lot, you know, I'm like, I'm what right there. Oh, um, (laughs) right there. (laughs) I don't know how we would react, you know, probably not. Well, okay. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. I, I would think that too. I think if they told me that they found my neighbor dead, I probably would pass out. Honestly, like that could have Especially been if I hadn't known yet. Hold on. I need to I need to send you this video, but I need you to stop watching at a certain point. Don't keep that in. Fuck. I got an ad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see. Okay. I'm gonna need you to stop playing the video at 155. Okay. I just texted you the link. Okay. So this is the man they interviewed. This is the full interview. Do you want me to play the audio for everyone to hear? Uh, That's up to you editing wise. Because I mean, I can send you this and you can like save it and just put the interview audio into the podcast if you want. 
That will be too difficult. We're just going to do it like this. Okay. Okay, guys. I have an uh, ad here. It's a, it's a Depop ad. I love Depop. <laughs> they know this. Yeah, here we go. my neighbor. Um, we're just trying to find out where she is at this point. I mean, no one has seen her since Saturday. I mean, the last time anyone heard from her was an email that she sent out, and I mean, no one's heard from her since. Do you see her hang out with anyone at the time, anything like that? I mean, no, no, no one has seen her since Saturday. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've always hear noise outside, but it's just people walking by pretty much. And you, uh, she just recently graduated from Mercer. Yeah, she and I were we were both JD students. Um, we graduated back in May. What kind of person was she? I mean, how did you, what did you see? Her? I mean, she's as nice as can be. I mean, very personable, very much a people person. Do you know anybody that, any enemies she might have had, somebody that might want to hurt her? No, I mean, we're, we don't know where she is. I mean, the only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. Because, I mean, we went, at, we went over, one of her friends had a key. We went inside and tried to see if there was anything amiss, but... I mean, she had a door jam that was sitting right by it, so there was no sign that anyone broke in. I mean, the door was locked when everyone got here. I mean, we, we just don't know where she is. What about um, in the, like, the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of, I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Body? Um, had you heard any, had you seen anything there? No God. Had you seen anything there? I, I mean, we don't know if this is the same person. You know what I mean? Like, they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. So that's how we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there. Are you okay, sir? I think I need to sit down. Okay. Okay, never mind. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. That man's stuck <laughs> as fuck. I knew you had to see it first. Um, Thoughts, the questions, silence? concerns. The silence. That was telling. Also, that haircut. Damn. <laughs> I don't trust a white man with hair like that. Okay, fair enough. Also, look at my little Not sorry. phone charm oh, thing. It's Chucky. It's Chucky. And then I got waffles up here from Stranger Things. And then I got a Stranger yes. Things sticker down here. Anyway. I love it. Um, I'm also uh, judging based off of the title of that video. I'm assuming we hear from this man again. Kind of. Um, okay. I won't be sharing any other interviews because I'm just going to go into detail about what he said. I don't think he deserves any other airtime. Oh, um, okay. Fuck him, but... Oh. <laughs> anyway. Well, <laughs> y'all. Um, any other questions, comments, concerns, or can we continue? Um. Why is it... I'm assuming this... Uh, um, assuming this man murdered her or had some part of her disappearance, dismemberment, whatever. Um, and if he does, I am confused as to why murderers and serial killers love to return to the scene of the crime. Why? Fair enough. Why? Just go away. Why? You did it. You got rid of... You You. You did it. You can leave. Like, who... Is Israel Keys? He didn't do that shit, did he? 
No, that's why he got away with it for so long. Yeah, I think. Take a play because he just enjoyed killing and then just did pros playbook. You know, I mean, granted, you don't want to be a good serial killer. Um, I prefer you not to be one at all, Um, or a murderer, or a rapist, Mm -hmm. or someone who Mm -hmm. dismembers or traffics people. I prefer you not to do that. But if you're going to be a fucking unhinged psychopath, at least do it well. That's just embarrassing for you. For real, this is why I have a deep belief, and it's usually it's always men. I have a deep belief that there's far more female serial killers we just do not know about them because they're smart enough to not get caught mm-hmm. they do not care about the um i guess fame really dark fame that comes with being caught which is i don't part of why serial killers do it. i mean they like they also like the feel of the the chase or whatever Ew. they like how it feels to be like someone's gone you know. for their last second yeah. Control their yeah, life. That's basically. how I've heard it described. Um, what I also, I don't know if this is a, a part of feminism that I should be proud of, but also, fuck yeah. What? Women oh. being <laughs> serial killers. I, I, I saw a video where it was just like, ladies, we're focusing on the wrong glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and this woman just went on a rant about how, do you know how many men? Are serial killers? We gotta step it the fuck off. <laughs> this is the glass ceiling we should be focusing on. Oh my god. Again, this is unhinged. I'm not a terrible person. Guys, we're just slightest. we're not being serious. Obviously, we're please not don't murder people. That's not okay. Do not. I can't believe we gotta fucking say that. You know, don't fucking kill people. We don't have to say it. We just both have anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much from possibly getting canceled. And also have both been harassed by people online, so. (sighs) Don't bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this man, his name is Stephen McDaniels. He voluntarily. Yeah, agreed. He voluntarily later allows police into his apartment as they search for more clues. Okay. Inside his apartment, they find a master key for each apartment in that complex. How the fuck did he get that? Is he a property manager? I I wasn't able to find out why. I tried looking and I could not find it. (laughs) But he had a key. Um, That's my worst fear right there. A white man coming into my home. (laughs) I think he had it made because when questioned, he admitted to breaking into neighbors' apartments and he had stolen one condom from each apartment that he'd broken into. (laughs) Why? I don't know. He sounds like a freak. (laughs) He is a freak. Anyway, obviously police arrest him because he just admitted to breaking into people's apartments. Dumbass! <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you. The story is supposed to scare me, but honestly, I'm living for the downfall of this man. That's just at that's his why own I wanted expense. to tell it. He did it. He he's doing this himself. <laughs> um. Okay. So police arrest him. They bring him in for further questioning. Upon a more thorough search of his apartment, they find packaging for a hacksaw, several flash drives. And a uh, pair of underwear. Uh, gross. Female underwear. Okay. When the underwear was tested, they found Lauren's DNA was on it. And You're they looked buddy. through the flash drive 
and they found no. tons no. of child no. pornography. Uh, okay. That's what that hair was giving. Yeah. Pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. Police continued their investigation and they actually found a hacksaw that matched the packaging found in his apartment along with a blood sheet in the apartment's laundry room. Okay. Do you Okay. The blood on that sheet, sorry, it was on a clear sheet. It was a bloody sheet. I don't know why I said blood sheet. I was missing a guy. And you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm tired. Okay. So the blood on the bloody sheet was later tested and it positive it tested positive for Lauren. So McDaniel was immediately charged yeah, <laughs> with the murder and several counts of child sexual exploitation on August 2nd of 2011. Okay. So Obviously, people are trying to figure out, like, was there any signs that he was going to do this? What, like, did she know him? Did she actually, like, interact with him at all? So, <clears throat> Lauren had apparently previously mentioned to her sister that there was something strange going on about her apartment. Her sister said, quote, she felt things had been moved around, like someone had been there, end quote. Investigators found that Lauren sent her last email on the evening of June 25th, 2011, to her boyfriend, David Vandiver. Vandiver was on a golf trip in California, and Lauren mentioned that she thought someone had tried to break into her apartment on the night of Thursday, June 23rd. However, Lauren downplayed the situation, saying it was probably just hoodlums in the area. But her feelings were justified because a memory card taken from McDaniel's apartment, the guy who was interviewed, Mm -hmm. revealed that he had been stalking her. Oh, So according to Bibb County District Attorney David Cook, quote, we found deleted video he had used to survey her home. He had took a wooden pole and had duct taped or somehow fixed that camera to the end of the pole and then held the pole up really high to peek inside her window, (sighs) end quote. Okay. His search history was also mm-hmm. filled with hits for her social media, her LinkedIn profiles, and, quote, sometimes he would be searching for images of her around the same time that he was looking up violent pornography. Ew. Yep. So, of course, you know, they're interviewing him. He's going through the whole interrogation process. This man is clearly fucked up. I only saw a couple clips of it when I first got, like, wind of this case when I was, like, a lot younger. And he, like, for a good, like, minute of it is just, like, staring off into space. Like, there is nothing well about this man in the mm-hmm. slightest. He's he's not human, no matter what you say. Like, he's not a human being. He's a fucking monster. And You can always see it in up. the eyes, and that's why they say eyes are the windows to the soul. Yeah, and I don't think he has this all. Yeah. Um, so McDaniel later detailed in his confession that he used his master key to enter her apartment. He watched her sleep for a while, but oh, as yeah. he moved towards her, a creak in the bed woke her up. <gasps> he said she saw him and yelled, quote, get the fuck out. He then jumped on top of her, oh. grabbed her throat. And even though she fought really hard, he strangled her to death. <gasps> he dragged her body to the bathroom and returned home. 
The next night, he came back with the hacksaw and dismembered her body. He then placed her limbs in various trash cans throughout the area. And if the police had not been called to the scene when they were, trash collection services was actually going to be on their way to empty the trash can that day. Oh, And they would have taken her torso and the case probably would have gone cold. So that that's why the man felt confident enough to talk to the journalist because he was like, oh, they took the trash. Like the evidence is gone. Mm hmm. And he assumed that, like, all the other trash cans that he had put the other pieces in would have probably been collected by that time. And she would have, the evidence of her body would be gone. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened to me if my stalker lived in the same building as me. Um, Luckily, he I always forget you had one. I thought that's why you would think that this would be terrifying for me. No, (laughs) I thought you would think it'd be terrifying because of the on-camera interview. Oh, well, yeah, that didn't help. (laughs) But yes, we've talked about my stalker on this podcast before. Don't know what episode. Mm -hmm. Just know for the gist of it, I didn't know I had a stalker. I was blissfully unaware until I matched with this man on a dating app. And then I let him into my apartment. And he quickly revealed himself to me. I wrote a horror movie script about it for school. Uh, Use your trauma, people. It makes great art. (laughs) Low-key, it does. Um, But yeah. So he was charged, he pleaded guilty, and he is still rotting in jail to this day. He's still alive. Unfortunately. Did he not get the death penalty? I don't think Georgia has a death penalty. I could be wrong. Oh, I feel like when Plus you Plus the death penalty takes someone, years to actually happen. Yeah. I feel like when you murder someone, like not in like self-defense or accidental manslaughter, stuff like that. Like when you like have intent to kill somebody and you do something like he did, that the same thing should be done to you. Yeah. Um, That might be psychotic, but I feel like that's true justice. And the parents and loved ones of the person should be able to participate. If they so choose. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the thing, the most bizarre thing that I found out about this, which is just an overall great example of how, um, men who kill women, uh, are treated in our current justice system and how women are fucked over because of it. Mm -hmm. He's serving one life sentence with possible parole. What? Meaning that he can get out. Yes. And he's been trying. Why he had him his most recent appeal, I think, was in January. Yeah, his most recent appeal was in January. Um, he asked the court to throw out his guilty plea. Um, but they said no, thankfully. Good. Um, why was that even an option? That shouldn't be an option for someone of this caliber of murder. Yeah, no, it shouldn't. But there are so many men who've done terrible, terrible things to women. And this is actually how our judiciary system seems to work sometimes. So they're like, like oh, he only stalked, murdered and dismembered a body. You know, it's fine. It's not that bad. It's not like this guy over here who stalked, murdered, dismembered and ate a body. Yeah, that's basically how they look at it. People are stupid. For that real. Throw them in there. Judges are, are stupid. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. I want to say that I think the reason, just based on how I know how the law system works, I'm not agreeing with it. Um, the reason they gave him the possibility of parole is because he confessed and like that was should... helping the investigation to some extent. <sighs> Granted, because he's a dumbass, not because he thought I would get him out of it. It's because yeah. he's fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure the lawyers probably like his lawyer probably used that to his advantage and was just like, well, you know, he was kind of helping out. So like maybe he can be redeemed. Um, no, I don't think he could not after what he did to this poor woman. I mean, she just graduated college. She was getting ready to study for something that was clearly very important to her. I believe she wanted to be a criminal prosecutor and the own system that she was about to dedicate her life to kind of fucked her over in my opinion. Yeah. I really think they do. I mean, I'm glad they locked him up and that he's still locked up now. But the fact that he still has a possibility to escape, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. No matter how you look at it. Okay. Um, anyway, this man's stupid. Um, murder is wrong. Don't do it. Um, I... Uh... I hate men. Too. And I don't want any of these fuckers being like, well, not all men. Obviously not all men, fucker. <laughs> That's when I, I, ooh. If you say all men, though, you're just perpetuating the stigma. <laughs> if you say not I'm all not men, I guarantee you, problem. you are one of the men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a red flag to me. If I talk to a guy and I was just like, men fucking suck. And he starts his next sentence with, well, not all men done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) That is the brightest fucking red flag. And I know I tend to be colorblind to red flags sometimes. But that one, (laughs) I never blind to. Attracted to. Stop. Okay, we don't need to dive into the red flags (laughs) I'm attracted to. Let's stop right there. (laughs) We don't need to go into that territory. Oh my god, when am I going to... My sanity. What? You have people questioning my sanity, stop. What sanity? You right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you chose to work in journalism. What sanity? That's a good point. A Girl. lot of coworkers ask me that. Especially when I tell them my mom did too. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like, they're oh, like so did she no. let you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I knew what I was getting into and I said yes. <laughs> Damn, this is speaking volumes about my character. <laughs> she said, oh, this is terrible uh, for me. I'm down. Same thing with the red flags. Send me the... F- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Not really. <laughs> All right. So when am I going to see you? Those of you who don't know, um, I was supposed to see Aleha for her birthday like two weeks ago. And I couldn't go because of all the money I had to spend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know when I can take time off soon. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you want to come for a random weekend and like show up on a Friday and leave on a Sunday, that would work best. I can be doing so that. I do have know. 3D weekends. There you go. There you go. I just got to pick. It has to Although be before not sports. Any... Okay, well, it can't be 
any weekend until at least August 1st. Well, yeah. <laughs> because I'm working six days next week, and then I think the week after that I'm also working six days. I'm also moving so. the week of August 1st, so. Okay, well, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> TBD if me and Wyatt will ever actually see each other in person again, or we will continue <laughs> recording Obama. this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> Next time on Something's in the Closet podcast. <laughs> then why didn't Alaya see each other again for the first time in months after seeing each other literally almost every, every day. day for a full fucking year? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I guess that's all for this episode, guys. Is that all? That's all we have. Yeah. Okay. And th- th- before we go, though, I think I want to just say, um, granted, this case was about a white woman. But I thoroughly encourage you to look up and read more about cases of missing and or murdered people of color, mainly because, like, there's probably some in whatever area you're at. There's a shitload in Vegas. Um, I have a friend who's actually working on, like, doing um, story pieces for our broadcast news on those specific cases to try mm-hmm. to get, like, more attention to them, see if anybody know- does know something and just, you know never knew they knew something mm-hmm. um so yeah just look into that it's a dark thing to look into but like maybe you might know something and you might be able to help a family get closure that's it all right um and if you want to help support this podcast we lost all of our sponsorships so uh because we were gone for so long um or maybe because we're unhinged and spotify is lying to us who knows um, you can open the show notes of this podcast, and at the very, very bottom, it says support this podcast with the link. You can do a monthly donation or a one-time donation to help us out because this podcast costs money. Um, and Or if you want to send money specifically for me to be reunited with Aleha, buy us a spooky lunch. That's great, too. Um, if you don't want to use the Spotify for Podcasters link for whatever reason, you can go to somethingsinthecloset.pod.com. Or something's in the closet podcast.com and it looks different. I'm doing something with it. You know it. Uh, top left hand or top right hand corner, there is a donate button that you can click and send us money. Or if you don't want to do any of that, you can go to Twitter and follow us at SITC Pod. Um, I'm working on getting us on threads. <laughs> we were not invited. Let's go. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was invited on my personal horror account, not on the podcast one. Um, or you can follow us on Instagram at something's in the closet. Um, and I think those are the only two social medias that we have other than TikTok, which is, I don't know what it is. SITC pod. Something's in the closet pod. It's one of those things. You can find us by searching. There's links in the the description. You got this. If you're, (laughs) if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume you know how to use social media. Just check the fucking description. Yeah. I got you. Cool. There's a link tree down there. I I forgot. Um, anyway, I guess that's it. Oh, uh, you could yeah. rate us five and if you stars. Wanna, yeah, do that. Also, if you check out our Instagram, we make posts about every episode. I think I'm one post behind. But are you? I don't know. I think so. I'm. I think I'm just one post behind, and then this one. But well, not anymore. No one will know about that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> posting that today. <laughs> After right. I take a nap, I am so fucking tired. Go to sleep. <laughs> Say go goodbye. To sleep. I want to go to bed. All right. <laughs> Don't forget to check your closet. Hopefully there's not a weird person in there waiting to watch you sleep. 
Um, yep, if there is, hit them with the baseball bat. Because what? Um, I said, yeah, because the scariest people are real life humans. Yeah, sometimes the monsters in your closet are a real person. Terrifying. Just don't talk to people ever. That's what I do. Okay. Solution solved. Can't be murdered if you don't interact with people. Yes, sir. Don't be perceived. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>